Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Hello and welcome back to episode 2 of 3 uh, whereby I caught up with an international panel of Malawians from the USA, the UK, Germany, Malawi and Swaziland talking all things mental health. So this is episode two and three, two of three. I hope uh, you get to listen to the first episode before getting on to this one. So you get to uh, catch up with the context and the content of the conversation. Without further ado, here is episode two of three. It's difficult to get people to understand it in, in that context because the core beliefs around the, uh, you know, the bits of it are so strong and believed. So, um, Linda, what what's your uh, experience around that? The, the strict cultural beliefs of people in the villages, how they understand it, to the extent that even if you were to go there and talk to them about uh, mental health in a conventional way, they will probably think you are the one who has got mental, yeah? And they'll be looking for Singanga for you. <laughs> yeah, talk talk us through that. Um, actually, listening to to this talk, uh, it's uh, actually giving me a lot of ideas now that I I I I, I wanted to say. But um, uh, in a nutshell, first of all, I would I would want to talk about the stigma that was touched, and I'll come back to to the to, to the belief about which doctors. You know, in Malawi, there's a lot of stigma, um, especially with issues with to do with the uh, with the um, with mental health. So mm-hmm. it's um it's also believed that um when somebody's head is not working properly, or if um mm-hmm. if a person has a mental problem, it's believed that uh, that person has been bewitched, as you have actually been, as you have said. And uh, because of that, and then uh, you are taken to to these witch doctors, and uh, you sometimes you are you are taken as if you are spiritually possessed. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's not it's not easy for for you to actually be accepted and then to get the right kind of uh, treatment. Um, and there's also the fear that your family will be looked that you'll be looked up as an an outcast. So, because you are being looked up as an outcast, they 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 has there has to be a solution so that you are you accepted you are acceptable to the society, so that they, they the the society where you are living they accept you for who you are for the problem that you you have, and um, as such, um, the different measures are taken, and uh, uh, instead of maybe uh, getting a solution to your problem, you are actually uh, put into so many other uh, situations coming onto you because of um, of of the situation that you have. Uh, I, w- I want to just give an example of uh, a mental mm-hmm. person that I met. Um, I went to church uh, in Blanta, a certain church. I'm not going to mention the church. A well dressed up lady comes up to me, and and she talks to me, and I'm responding to this person as. I'm, you know, a normal person. But then at the end of the day, I discovered that whatever I was, she was asking, 
And what I was saying, there was no connection. And then at the end of the day, she says, uh, I'm looking for transport. And we are at church. I'm like, where are you going? I mean, it didn't all make sense. And then when the, uh, this lady left, that's when I realized that, no, this person is not all right. She needed some help, but mm. she didn't know how to reach out. And she was like running away from something because they wanted to take her to, 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 to a mental asylum or something like that. So, yeah, the issue of Wasinganga and Jimmy Zimu, you know, being possessed, it's, it's, it's real. And, uh, and it's actually, I would say it tortures more on the, on the person who has the problem. Mm. Things like yeah. vim, Vimboza, Majini, or something like exactly. that. So, yes. <laughs> just bring in Nyaka uh, uh, again on this. Just, just clarify for us a bit more on this definition of uh, witch doctors. Yeah. I had some in um, the leadership of the traditional uh, healers in Malawi. Mm -hmm. So they actually offer a distinction between a traditional healer and a witch doctor. So mm -hmm. a traditional healer is someone whom, whom you would go explain your condition then they would say, okay, fine. I think what you have is malaria, for example. Then they would say, okay, for us, we treat malaria with X, Y, Z. And then they would give you the helps or, or the roots for that and tell mm -hmm. you how you, you do it. Whereas the witch doctor is the one who comes in and you know, does those divinations and stuff and tells you that oh, you've been bewitched by Pamela uh, or Chase. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> more more, ch more Chase than Pamela. Yes. Yes, so, yes. So they are saying that these are different, and in fact, the traditional uh, healers uh, would more or less be uh, like um, uh, like a, a doctor, so to speak. But the witch doctors mm. ought to be taken off that, uh, or rather, a bit far away from uh, from the doctors, so, so to speak. But anyway, this can always be discussed um, uh, mm. from, for a little bit longer. I think whilst we're yeah. discussing on the causes or the associations of uh, mental health mm. illnesses. I've noticed something that um that might be interesting to discuss or even explore later. If someone yeah. else has an obvious mental health uh, problem, but in their manifestation they tend to bring forth religious uh, aspects, they are actually mm. taken as 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 no more only that they're being led by the the spirits to the holy spirit. And and uh, I would I I tend to also to think that some of the people that have um. A greater following uh, in the name of um, of uh, of um, religious uh, platforms. In fact, I think they they have some mental health uh, issues, and and the evidence is so obvious. When you see what they mm. do to their faithfuls, how they carry themselves, and so on and so forth, uh, mm. somehow because they're using a religious platform, it anesthetizes the following and the rest of us to say, well, they are doing it in the name of uh, of uh, of God. Uh, and hence, maybe that's that's normal. Uh, I would quickly summarize it by one experience experience that I had recently, where um, uh, a fourteen year old girl uh, started, you know, having hallucinations that uh, Christ is telling her to change, and so on and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the family uh, were were a bit, of course, there were a few other other issues that link related to thoughts uh, processes. Uh, uh, challenges, you know, being deluded here and there, and so on, making, you know, I think Dallas would understand this nights move in conversations. <laughs> but you know, it took it took the family 
a lot more in only the way I mean they were in in some dilemma as to what exactly they should do. Uh, some mm-hmm. members would say no, let's take the child to host brothers said no 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 no. Uh, I think this one is being uh, laid by the spirit. But uh, when I had the chat, I just advised them what I, I thought was the best. And I'm here to get feedback because this is something that happened uh, about four four days ago. Mm. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's very interesting, Nyako, because you're touching upon matters of faith there as well. And uh, they, they, there's people, whether it's in a way of manip- manipulating people, they, they play around these matters. Because what it does is it, it still instills some senses of fear in people because they are being uh you know uh, led to to believe something for which uh in a way there's no scientific evidence i mean faith itself is a, is a is a big subject but when you put it to people in a way that if they don't follow or believe something there's going to be uh you know disastrous consequences of death or whatever it is so in a way you're using faith to instill fear in a particular context, that's when things start to, you know, become quite, quite complex and, and it's difficult, uh, for, for people to really grasp uh, what is what. And I guess, uh, maybe other people can uh, jump in on this. Uh, you know, there might be a connection with that. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in the context that we, 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 we live, you know, people live in, in, in Africa where there's poverty and financial problems. Um, people are looking for, that little bit of hope to cling on to, yeah, something that uh, you know makes them feel good and they can dance about it, feel good about it. And if uh, certain people, either in a religious context or whatever, they can bring that to people, a bit of hope that you know, if you come and believe in this and all of that, then you know you will be saved and all that. That that also brings the whole thing uh, into uh, problems. I'm, I'm getting. Uh, some feedback and context here saying, uh, you know, some of the prophets have mental health problems or, or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess that's a whole different context. But uh, that's a really uh, a very good, I think, big, even complex issue to tackle. I'll bring in Dalitso here. What's, what's your take on these, <laughs> these events? Yeah. Well, the thing is, are this. <laughs> Stick to the basic, and that is, uh, if you're not sure about who you are, mm. you can never be mentally stable. Mm. Or you uh, recapitulate on this topic of who am I? Mm. The more um, uh, stable and healthier you are in, in your mindset, in everything that is driving you, in your relationships at mm. work, in private, with everything. Um, in our in cultural divide, you find that you're from maybe Malawi, you're bound to how you've grown up. There's certain thoughts and mindset and how you have been set, uh, grown up to believe in certain things. And you become a slave to that. Or let's say that's your pride. So we're here in this panel. I can assure you that the way how you, Alex, or Roderick, or Pam, or Brenda, that have been away for more than 10 years, we think differently to how uh, Amos Nyaka thinks, or Dr. Nyaka, right? And Mm. if we are together, we can bond because we have a basis. But Mm. 
If you just take any other Malawian that's out there that has no link to us, and you just go back home, you will find a big gap. That's where the problem starts as well in terms of cultural differences, as well as the bridge between, there's a river between you and any other international person uh, at work or wherever you are. But if there's no link between you, you will have these obstacles that are there. And henceforth, this issue about um, witchcraft or witch doctors and all that, it's all in the mind because if you believe in it, if I believe that um, a witchcraft uh, or a witch doctor is going to save me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can heal myself mentally because that's my belief. That's my state of being. So mm-hmm. if we look at what your state of being is and what your beliefs are, so you may be in an environment where there's a certain belief that you don't uh, adorn to. Um, then you have a problem because you need you don't have a, an attachment to that what your surrounding is being. So I think the whole thing, the whole GZ about mental health is about attachment to your surrounding as well as what's within you. And if you can bridge that in a, let's say, um, a stable manner, um, then you you can communicate. So now this is me just bringing the whole topic of mental health to communication with yourself, within yourself, and your surrounding. If that's harmonious, then you're healthy. And through that, you can get your healing as well. So it means you can be sick mentally, but you get healed if you have this channel. You know, mm. yeah. Sorry, just so, that's so, just my take. So, so um, do do I do I get a, a sense uh, from what you're saying that uh, you know would would meditation have a a, a part to play in uh, bringing? Someone I, I, never, I never, I never believed in. Yeah, that's good that you prayed that about. I never believed in meditation. In fact, okay, I'm a Christian. I thought that was like for other people with other religions. But trust me, meditation's point of view is to come to yourself and to live in the now where you are. Hmm. And we are slaves of the future. We want to get married. We want to get richer. We want to get a new car. The human mindset is full of uncertainty. But just erase everything and say, am I happy right now? Just the very same question you ask yourself two or three seconds before your last breath. Mm. That's the most important thing that can make you happy. Mm. Uh, thank, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Chase. Um, I will um, let me, I think, um, Pamela, yeah, give us your take as well. I think uh, let's uh, um, get back on to. Uh, um, uh, the the cultural context. Uh, I guess maybe even uh, uh, Brenda or Pamela or, or Linda. Let's uh, uh, get back to that. Following on from uh, uh, what what Nyak and everyone else had, had said, you know, this link between uh, you know witchcraft, uh, local uh, healers, and uh, ofiti uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, 
I mean, how how prevalent is that? In in particular, I don't know whether uh, you know anyone else with experience. Do these things uh, really work? Because there seems to be like a psychological element to this. Can someone be really healed from a, a, a typical disease or even mental health or mental illness from a, a singanga, from a chitumwa or from a, a ufiti? Do these spells really occur? I mean, personally, I have heard a lot of stories, but I've never seen it uh, happen. But has anyone here got any, like real experience or examples of what they've seen? But I'm really, I get quite fascinated by by these stories. You know, do people just make these up, or are they really, uh, you know, true? Yeah, give, give us some context. Linda, uh, uh, Pamela, uh, Brenda, anyone? Come, come All right, on. can I? Can I jump in here? Uh, mm. I'm, I'm laughing. I don't know if you guys have been able to see. Not because mm. I think this discussion is trivial, but mm. it does come up a lot. What yeah. I never, ever understand, right, this is, just hear me out, is what mm. I never understand is how come this witchcraft and mm. uh, the tumor and uh, singanga and all this magic yeah. and oh, how come it checks out a Heathrow? So if people come from Malawi, and they've done well to get to the UK, they check in at Heathrow and the too much seem to disappear because everybody else comes here and you've got there's a, a very specific journey that you can follow for mm. migrants when they come to this country from day one to 10 years to 20 years. So first mm. of all, I think uh, it's a load of uh, poppycock, mm. um, and particularly because it's all enshrouded in secrecy, so nobody ever gets yeah. to discuss it. It's not up for mm. scrutiny, and there's a lot of fear uh, involved in that. I, I just mm. find it really, it's a, very, it's a very controlling and very controversial way of getting about things. It's all about secrecy, it's all very dark, and it mm. all plays on people's very, very basic fears about mm. how to achieve success. Um, for example, if you go to school and spend all your time revising and you do well, you'll almost guarantee get yourself um, a better result than somebody who spends their time looking for the tumor, looking for ways around passing an exam other than literally just work hard. So it's not magic. It's not, um, you know, you put your work in, you get the support, you understand your, your, your area, you go to school, you pass your exams, you apply for a job, you go for an interview, you get a job. There are no miracles. There are no uh, uh, magic. You know, you don't need these things to, to succeed. But I think the preoccupation, and it is a preoccupation. Uh, I remember growing up, uh, Ntano and stories in the evening, you know, people, Nkanizalfiti, you know, all this witchcraft stuff was prevalent. It was there all the time. And it takes up too much bandwidth for our thinking capacity it takes up too much space in your mind particularly when you're developing because everything you're told you accept to be the truth because as a child you don't want to contradict what you're being told you don't know any better so then we have these adults I was one of them where you think and that's the same whether you're in a, a religious uh, setup whether you're a Muslim whether you're a Christian whether you're a uh, Buddhist, whether whatever. So whatever environment you're in, whatever is inputted uh, as you're growing up, that generally tends to be the, the the route that you take. But I wanted to just go back a little bit about what 
the last contributor said, Chase, I think we need to really distinguish between achievement and mental health. Mental health cares not about your achievement. You can't think yourself better. This narrative that you can focus and you can look yourself in the mirror and you can be happy as long as you're stable, that, that's not how it works. You wouldn't say that about cancer. You wouldn't say that about diabetes. You wouldn't say that about an aneurysm. So I don't understand why everybody passively takes on this information when it comes to mental health. You know, we've got on one end, you've got full-on psychosis, and Dalitso and Dr. Nyaka will be able to to cover those areas for us. And on the other hand, you, you might just have mild depression. And life isn't a big high all the time or a big low. You do have natural cycles. And women will go through these uh, with a hormonal cycle as well. So if anybody's expecting life to be a constant high, they're in for a big shock because life does this. But you might be in a state where actually your lows are taking too long before you come back up to your high or your highs are too extreme and not, not you can't maintain them. And then you're going down too far down. And it's understanding those things that I think is different. Whereas in culturally, you're expected to just accept what's happening. You're not allowed to question. I'm on way more. I'm going to translate. It's, it is how it is. If, if God says it is, or if if the boss wishes it for me, or if you know, it, it will happen. And the, the, the idea that actually there are steps to be taken and that there's an impact, an outcome to what you're doing today for a year's time. Uh, you've all studied here. You've all got master's degrees. You're all highly educated people, much more so than I am. And I understand that that journey takes a lot of discipline, a lot of understanding, a lot of sacrifices to your family time, going out time uh, to, to get to where you are. And even when you get there, the pressures that you have, you still have to carry on doing that. So culturally, we tend to sit back a little bit and expect things to be handed to us. Not necessarily everybody, but, you know, uh, I have relatives um, in the village and the constant wait for me to say, have you done this? Um, is this going to happen? And, oh, we were just waiting. Well, why are you waiting? I'll give you an example. Dr. Nyaka um, helped me out with uh, one of my nieces. She's had a problem with her eyes and she's uh, practically losing her vision. And it took me in the UK to speak to Dr. Nyaka in Lilongwe to get them in Balaka to go and seek help. In the meantime, they're praying. And oh God knows if they're going Kwasingang and all this business. So, you know, that has an impact on her mental well-being because she's losing her vision. She's a mother of four. So... Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm diverting a little bit, but I wanted to pull back on this this talk about achievement and and being stable and meditating. If it works for you, great, but it's you can have all of those things and still have mental disorders. Nobody mm -hmm. chooses to be unwell any more for your mind than you do for your eyes and you do for your heart, for your liver, your lungs, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. That's what I wanted to add in. Mm, thanks, Brenda. Now, uh, Pamela. Take us, you've got some uh, uh, comments to add on that. Take us through. Um, I think most of the things which I wanted to also say, um, Brenda has uh, touched to them. Um, and also looking at, um, I think when it comes to mental health, as I 
keep on saying over and over that it's a very complex um, um, uh, topic in in people's lives because it really touches the core of human kindness. I mean, like us as human beings, because like um, the the description of or the definition of mental health, uh, even by the World Health Organization, it really takes us back to what we are all about as human beings. So now when I look at it, uh, different people, I think the way they bring balance to themselves is quite different. Um, Brenda has just talked about uh, religion things and what people do. I personally, I'm, I'm a very religious person. I do believe in God and I do believe in a higher power. Uh, that, that being said, I am also a practical person. There are some things which we, we say as Christians or as religious people, which also are not helpful. But if you read into the religion part and you read what all religions say, as much as they say about um, a higher power, they also say about a person being rational and using your head and when you are doing these things. Because like Brenda saying that somebody is praying at home thinking that their eye problem will go away. Hmm. You try all your best to go to the doctors and believe in yourself. Like Dalitso always says, she always gives a, a positive mental attitude towards her sickness. And a lot of people I know have gotten cancer and healed from them, from it, not because they didn't seek medical help. They did seek medical help. They also had a, a positive attitude towards it. Others even prayed about it, and they are fine over all that. Um, if you look at most of the doctors, they will tell you that try everything possible to deal with the condition we are having. Whether you use your religious beliefs, whether you use your um, doctors, you use support, you use you dig deep within yourself. So all those things coming together, they bring in balance to a person as a human being. But also thinking as just going to a witch doctor and breaking of bonds and then telling you all sorts of things. Some of these voices have to be silenced within yourself and your beliefs and your cultural background has to be shut down sometimes and you learn to do other things which are practical and which can help you and your mental state. That's That will be my take. Mm, thanks, Pamela. A lot of uh, um, uh, bits to unpick from there. But uh, in, in, interesting uh, part uh, about this uh, uh, cultural, cultural differences and it, it's quite fascinating. I know... Uh, bringing up what Brenda said about, uh, you know, all of this just tends to feed into people's psyche and fears about, uh, um, you know, uh, various things that, that you can do when the people are, are saying to you as people are growing up. Now, if you, um, that, that is from uh, the environment that people uh, grow up with. Yeah? So if you're being fed all of these things again and again, they start to form part of your beliefs and part of you. Yeah. So, does that mean or does that prevent uh, present the concept that uh, there's a big psychological element to this mental health? Yeah. Uh, uh, can I add before Dr. Nyaka comes on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I believe that everybody can take care of their own mental state in a certain way, not in, in the same of a mental illness. Because here, I think we are mixing up about a, a mental state of a person and a person with a mental illness. Those are two different things. Just like um, uh, one, one of our panelists was saying, 
ah, you can psych yourself, you can look at yourself on the mirror and do whatever. Yes, you can do those for a person who is mentally stable and just helping mm-hmm. themselves. But here we're talking about an illness, which it's not something you are willingly being there or exposed to something. It's a state of uh, your your hormones or your mindset, uh, not your mindset. It's a, a physical problem. So that one is going to be difficult. But if we talk about a mental um, acuity of helping yourself or talking or someone has said something and you believe it over a period of time, that's not an illness. That's just mm-hmm. um, a person gets moved by environmental factors, by background, by cultural things and whatnot. So we are mixing, mm-hmm. uh, I think in this state, when we talk about that, we are mixing two things which are totally different. So the answers will definitely be different. But mm-hmm. for a person who's got a mental problem, that it's a mental illness, they cannot mm-hmm. talk to themselves. They cannot change because of religious things. People can take advantage of them because of the way they are uh, vulnerable, because their mind or their brain cannot function normally like a person who is okay, mm. you see? Mm. So people like that, religious people, they can also be a person who has a mental problem, but has got a, a religious uh, background with them. Then they'll mm. use that and attach it to the religion, and then it will turn out to be funny. There are mm. people who are bosses in, uh, uh, I mean, CEOs in companies, functional, uh, doing accounting work or whatever they are into, but also having a mental problem. And then the people like that, you find that even in board meetings and the way they deal with meetings or the organization as a whole, it's quite fun, funny and strange that people you feel uncomfortable, maybe they're even abusive to the um, uh, the, 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 the team uh, 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 in the organization. That is a mental problem. Has nothing to do with a person psyching themselves. They're functional in, in society. They're able to be intellectually correct, like um, uh, Dr. Amos was saying that their intellect is intact, but they have a problem with mental things. So I don't know how we can separate those two because if you Mm. mix them together, then the answers will be quite different because it's very different uh, um, spectrums of the situation. That's what I would say. Can I just jump in? Uh, Just going back to very briefly, I know that we're we're sort of moving on, but... Mm. Anybody that sort of looked very briefly at the history uh, of, say, the West, particularly let's look at England, they had burning of witches in mm. the 1600s. You know, the belief of magic and superstition was rife um, in those. So when we say we're behind, we're behind in so many ways. Where we are is the Western world has been here and they've moved on. What mm. I would like for us to do is to cut out the 300 years in between and catch mm. up with the rest of the world. They've already paved the way. So I just wanted mm. to add that this is not unique mm. to Africa or to Malawi. Uh, yeah. the, 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 if you look at the history of the of the US and the UK and Germany and France and all those areas, they've all had all of this superstition. But the difference has been that actually they've embraced science, looked at, to understand how things work and push those rather than reading knuckling down on if something bad happens uh, it must be because something else has happened and actually not looking deeper into why it possibly could have happened and finding those answers mm. thanks brenda yes now we can hear you that it's <laughs> all right i have to change my phone i have so much oh. to say okay yeah. everybody brought up. so you know the first thing i wanted to say is for a therapist when i'm assessing a client 
right? This is where the culture stuff comes in. You have to look at the cultural context in which, because mental health is just like uh, anything. That's like food, right? You know, if I go to China and somebody serves me a plate full of like, I don't know, spiders, I will be like, hell no. That is not what I'm about to eat. That is not something you eat, you kill it, and then you put it in the trash, right? So within my context where I'm coming from, I would look at that and I would say that's weird, right? But so when I'm looking at a client, when a client comes to my office, I ask them all sorts of different questions, right? So for example, I ask them about religion and you try to really understand where they fit in in their religion and what's normal in that religion or not. Does that make sense? Because in any culture, in any religion, there are things that are considered normal, right? So if I, if somebody says to me, you know, I'm a Christian and I wake up at five o'clock every morning and I pray, I'm not going to write on there, client is delusional and things like that. Within that context of that religion, that is considered normal, right? And so, so for example, we use like a word here, enmeshment, right? Enmeshment in American culture is can be considered a symptom of a problem, right? Like you're always with your family. People need to know everything that you're doing. But if I look at the same thing in, for example, a culture like Indian culture, where you have three generations that live together, everybody knows everybody's business. Enmeshment is not an issue. Does that make sense? It's not considered abnormal. That's actually considered normal, right? Um, so we, so as a therapist, I constantly have to look at within a certain culture what's considered normal within that mental normal and what's not considered normal. So when it comes to things like witchcraft and um, natural healings and, and things like that. So like, for example, when I was going through infertility treatment, I drank a lot of funny things and did a lot of different, you know, Asian stuff that if a Malawian saw me do those things, they'll be like, that is not normal. Does that make sense? So we have to look at it within what's, what's the context. But the other thing I wanted to add to that is, I think somebody, I think maybe it's Dr. Nyaga who had mentioned it is, People are looking for solutions, right? And um, you have different cultures that I think Brenda talked about. It's like there are some things in European countries that are no longer an issue, like maybe witchcraft and things like that, right? Because they have they advanced in this understanding of solutions, right? When you go to countries, I don't want to use this word, but I'll use it and people can type later on about whatever they think. Um, when you go to other like countries like Malawi, we're still kind of behind and primitive in our understanding one of a problem, right? Like people don't have an understanding to say, you know, back in the day, I remember my father died 20 years ago of cancer at some point. It took a long time to convince him he had cancer. He was still going to the Sinyanga. <laughs> Does that make sense? When it's like people don't understand what cancer meant. So they just, their context is Mutuanduloza. Does that make sense? So one, we need to educate mm -hmm. a lot of people and ourselves in distinguishing between, this, you know, uh, an illness and what does that, because if we can't name what it is, then we don't really know how to solve it. So one, people don't know how to name it. And two, 
they're looking for a solution. So if they can't understand that it's cancer, they're just going to be like, oh, somebody has bewitched you and this is what you do, right? So we need to provide people understanding of one, what the problems are and two, solutions. Because sometimes we come in and we judge, why are you doing this? That is stupid. That is mundane. That is so backwards. But if we take away that stuff, are we giving people any solutions? Any new solutions? So people are trying to solve problems within the context that they know. If they think the context is religion and somebody's having a delusion, they are going to give it a solution of spirituality and 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 just cover everything from that angle. So I think um, it's not. I think we need to be more curious sometimes than judgmental. Like why people are not just doing that because they just want to have fun or whatever it is. They're trying to solve problems within their understanding um, that mm-hmm. they have, and a lot of people just don't. They don't know. They don't know between. And this is something that you pray about. And then this is something you have to go to the hospital for, right? Like mm. when I worked at the mission hospital, you had, I think we know this, you had a lot of children dying from something simple as malaria, right? Because by the time they would go to the hospital to get treated for malaria, and all that kind of stuff, because they didn't understand that a parasite, like something they cannot see on the they don't have microscopes and have gone to school and done a biology class. They don't understand that. And so by the time they have done all of that, you had many cases where a child is coming in there in a coma, right? Dying of simple things like that. Um, so again, people are looking for education and, and, and solutions. And then I also wanted to touch back on something, two things that people talked about when it comes to culture, you know, I think Dr. Nyaka talked about this. I think Alex, you had asked Dr. Nyaka about this question about professionals and, you know, and things like that. And I, and I can speak to that as a professional who's in mental health, right? People elevate you and they put you at a certain level where they think, well, if you're this professional, if you're a lawyer, you're this, you're this, you're that, therefore you have all, you have it all figured out, right? You can't possibly have issues, whatever that is, right? And so it kind of boxes you in. It can be really lonely at that place, right? Because on one end, you're a doctor, Nyaka. How can you have this issue? So you keep it in. You don't talk about it because then you're afraid of when you talk about it. The potential loss of, of your professional standing, of income and things like that. And so it can really feel very lonely here. And then it goes back to, like, I had to challenge um, the definition of strength. Right. I was raised by really strong women. Malawian women are strong. Right. And I had to challenge what that meant. Strength, being a strong woman meant you didn't talk about your feelings. You just rode with it. And it, because if you talked about your feelings, I think, Alex, you use the word weak. Right. Whether mm-hmm. then, then you're weak if you're talking about new. No, I think Brenda said something. Oh, now. Right. Because, you know. To have, I was told that when I said to somebody, I'm depressed, they were like, you're like, oh, black people don't do that. That's, that's weird, right? And so we have to challenge not just certain cultural things, but these core cultural beliefs of what it means to be a man, what it means to be strong, what it means to be uh, successful, right? Like successful means that you are, you don't have any problems, right? And it goes back to this idea of what's in our toolbox, 
okay? Mm. Um, mental health is it's, it's a series of tools that whether it's our physical health, our mental health, our finances, whatever it is, these are a series of tools we're all trying to gather that help us solve problems, right? So when I have a depression, that's a, that's, that's a tool that kind of has some faultiness and I need to be able to, uh, to, to figure out that tool so that that way I can continue to solve problems because when I'm trying to solve a problem of raising my children and yet I have depression, that's going to impact that, right? And so we are constantly, but we judge each other, right? We, we judge those things and say this is less than or whatever it is and just looking at it from a perspective of like, this is an obstacle to try to solve problems. And my last thought is something Pamela really talked about and I think maybe she piggybacked on Brenda, but I was, uh, I, I didn't hear that part, is there is a clear distinction between mental status and mental illness okay and i love that pam talked about that because when you look at it it's on a continuum it's not this box or that okay it's on a it's on a continuum and if you i think i talked about it in the other the other day it's like a bell curve right and on that middle they they are we are looking at as a from a psychological perspective even health right you don't say somebody is this or that. Even when you're looking at BMI, there's a range of healthiness. You're saying this is the lowest end and this is the highest end, right? And with mental health, it's the same thing. We're looking at, you know, um, this is optimal mental health. And that could mean so many different things. And then outside of that, we're looking at um, mental illness, right? And so I think someone, I think Chase had talked about uh meditation and, and using your thoughts and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that works well for someone who is just struggling. What do we in therapy we consider someone who's struggling with the worried well, right? Like you're just, you're trying to optimize your health. You know, it's kind of like maybe going running and, and, and things like that to optimize your health. You're eating more organic, you know, those kind of things. When someone has a mental illness, right, those things can be part of but you just can't you can't say to someone who has a faulty thinking right now have better thoughts that day to solve your problem that's that's mm. insane does that make sense because mm. if they could do that then they don't have a mental illness <laughs> does that make sense and so it, one of the things that i find very frustrating is we we blame the sick person right uh, we blame the, the ill person for not being able to have the right mindset and, 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 and do all of that. Well, if they could, they would have, right? Uh, I don't think Brenda wakes up that day and says, well, in a minute, my tomorrow today, I'm going to have a bad day, right? And I think it's like, I think minimizing to like, oh, she's just not having good thoughts. It's really, I think it's a cheap shot. This is where we don't want to really look at truly what mental health is right mm -hmm. and it's like in america here i don't know how it is in other places it's like blaming poor people for having more illnesses like diabetes and things like that right of course they have diabetes they can only afford the cheapest foods out there they're not in a position like me where they can choose maybe better foods and things like that mm -hmm. and then we're just like well 
if they could just eat more organic and, and things like that and we start blaming them, right? You can't say to a mentally ill person who, of course, they're whole, they're mentally ill. Like, why are you not meditating? Why are you not? People in Malawi, I am sorry, but this drives me insane. You can't say to someone who is starving and their goal in that day is looking for food and how to survive. Like, have you thought today how you could be happy? I'm sorry. Did you miss the fact that today my child could had their last meal and I don't know where they're going to get it? They, they can't ask that question, am I happy today? That's a question that when you're at a certain level of comfort, you're safe, you're things like that, you could ask. Like, who the F is trying to meditate, right? When you don't have electricity and you're sitting in a hut. Maybe you're meditating because you have no choice other than just sit in your heart. But that is not, that's when we start blaming people and really instead of us looking at as a society, like um, where are the gaps? Where do we really need to come in as a society instead of blame each other, right? It's recognize where we are and recognize how to, uh, I think Brenda had said this before, like we have a lot of stuff we need to get done. Right. And I think pointing mm-hmm. fingers and things like that doesn't really move us forward. Right. So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Dalisa. There's a lot of stuff to unpick from there. A lot of a lot of detail. Just uh, um two points that I would like to put back to the to the group or even yourself, Dalitza. Uh and that is where you talked about um um how like in uh, uh, Malawi or, or some developing countries, they are a bit behind. Uh, I think Brenda touched upon this as well in the understanding of, of certain things and uh, uh, you know how they, they, they come about. Now, if you look at the conventional way of, of thinking at this, uh, you know it could be even around mental health or even other traditional diseases. There's uh, successes as well as not successes because when you're treating people with mental illness or cancer, whatever, some people don't make it. Others will get better. Others will not. That is in the conventional uh, way that you know these people who are advanced they understand things. But if you also look at the traditional side of things where people are behind, yeah, whether through their beliefs and the things of the singangas or whatever it is, they do things that uh, I'm, I'm sure there are people who can subscribe to some successes within that context, some treatments, whether it's traditional healers or whatever, happening and, and things happening and, uh, you know, people from there on because of those successes tending to believe and taking on on board that, yes, these things also work. So it sort of uh, brings in a, a bit of a dilemma in the sense that where does the judgment come in to say this bit of convention, or maybe because it's driven by science or whatever, is the right way versus this bit, which is tradition and it's cultural. And you touched upon this as well in terms of understanding that in certain culture things, certain things are normal, yeah. And people are doing these things and they have them successes, but when you think of them in the advanced or conventional way, they are contrary to that, but to them, they are normal and there's some sort of successes as well. How do you bridge that gap? And if at all, 
it can be breached or do you just say those people who are living in there let them carry on in that way they have some successes and not and these people who are educated and they understand science and things they do their things they have successes and not so how does that all come into play right so i think it's really understanding 